0: stocks tried to hang on after a big inflation print this morning so far though the problem this year hasn't changed much a fed that's aggressive to fight inflation rates going the wrong way for bullish equity investors few strategies have been working but one that's been a big success is the pfix fund from simplify let's check in with the team on a few other new strategies as well mike green joins us portfolio manager and chief strategist at simplify mike good to see you good morning Thank you for having me. Absolutely, Uh, so right now we've got generally the same macro backdrop we've had all year. Uh, We've talked with uh, your team quite a bit about some of your inflation hedge strategies that have been uh, powerful outperformers on the year. PFIX, one of them, as I mentioned, we've spent a lot of time talking about. You've also this summer launched a macro theme. So how do these strategies fit in? How do they work together, a more pure inflation hedge versus a kind of traditional uh, macro approach?
1: Well, so I think that's actually an important distinction. Um, first, PFIX, which has, as you point out, done extraordinarily well this year, was a very simple bet on higher interest rates. It took advantage of the changes that we have in the regulatory framework that underpins, simplifies, launch, the inclusion of, of complex or what are called OTC derivatives in ETFs, products that have traditionally not been available in this case we are buying effectively a call option, not on bonds or a put option on bonds, but on the actual level of interest rates themselves. So with the Fed aggressively hiking rates on a year-to-date basis, this product has performed exactly as we had hoped it would um, and it's been able to provide a tremendous amount of protection for investors because one of the things we were very concerned about was the risk that equities were exposed to a significant bond sell-off.
0: We got it and we sure did (laughs) be (laughs) fixed. Uh, winning as a result, of course. So for investors at this juncture, I mean, uh, there's not a lot of people who uh, want to just put their entire portfolio in a direct inverse rate play. So is that the idea of having other products as well?
1: Well, so we have a wide, we have have a wide lineup where PFIX in particular, I would emphasize exactly as you're saying, this is designed to hedge a portfolio, not actually to be a critical or key part of a portfolio, right? You should never certainly people will use it that way and and in some ways i consider that unfortunate but the right use for that product is in combination with the portfolio of equities and bonds the construction of, of the rest of our products are things like s p exposure with a derivative overlay for downside protection or additional participation in some of our products we have products that do that with small caps emerging markets We've got a phenomenal lineup of new fixed income products, some of which embed the PFIX type trade inside it. Um, our overall objective is to take the traditional return profiles that our investors are used to and modify them to either provide additional protection and do so in a very tax efficient way, um, or to give them the opportunity to enhance an expression that, that they may feel strongly about. You mentioned the macro portfolio FIG, You know, this is an indication of how much markets have changed. When we launched that product, we originally largely excluded bonds um, from a product that's designed to mimic something like a 60-40 portfolio because we viewed bonds as so relatively unattractive. The world looks totally different today, right? Six months after launch, we're facing a situation where bonds have sold off radically. And one of our biggest fears at this point is is that investors grab that four percent real, you know, four percent nominal yield, two percent real yield, and say that's enough for us, right? And and walk away from equities or traditional allocation strategies. It's it's one of the biggest concerns that we have, particularly within the institutional space, is that we increasingly see the risk that people change their allocations to overweight bonds.
0: Okay. Now, uh, let's uh, talk about uh, the details here and kind of what's going to cause this um, uh, fund to go up or go down uh, for FIG specifically, FIG.
1: Well, FIG FIG has two or three components in it that are going to be absolutely critical. So one, I'd mentioned the underweight in bonds. We've now actually begun to switch that to an overweight in bonds. In the product, we own our another Simplify ETF. And I just wanna emphasize Mm. that one of the benefits of a product like FIG is that it's able to be an ETF of ETFs because we're using the Simplify family of funds. We just pass through um, any of those costs. So we're not adding the additional layer of fees associated with it. Sure the um the the key exposures that this product has at this point are to a combination of credit hedged bonds so we're looking for deterioration in the economy we anticipate that we'll see in continued weakness in particularly levered equities that are exposed to the dramatic increase in interest rates as you've heard many of your guests i'm sure say there are long and variable lags in terms of how that flows through to the the balance sheet and the income statement we think we're gonna see continued increases in distress amongst both households that are overexposed to interest rates and to companies that are overexposed to interest rates. And so we've got a a bet there. We have a fairly significant position in our managed future strategy, which is the ticker is CTA. This has been another one of our home run hits. Um, It is a product that is designed to take advantage of the opportunity and trend following and mean reversion in the commodities markets And it's just been an absolute uh, fantastic product to have to protect both against inflation. And interestingly enough, because of the mean reversionary characteristics, it's done extraordinarily well with dollar strength. Uh, The last primary exposure that we've begun to add in there is primarily in the the treasury market. And so another simplified product that I would highlight is TYA, Um, unfortunately christened a risk parity fund. That's not actually the correct designation. It's in the process of having its name changed but that actually provides us with an a, a uh, exposure that's roughly two and a half times the underlying exposure of a 10-year bond. You can see how terribly that's performed. At this point, we're looking for a rebound there, and we've really just been started buying that product within the macro portfolio. Mm. The key component for us at this stage is an increasing recognition in the market that the Fed's pace of hiking interest rates has led to an extraordinary jump in real interest rates on a forward-looking basis. We're mystified why the Fed keeps using backward-looking metrics to discuss uh, real rates, but they're increasingly moving towards breaking something. When that happens, it's not a question of if Jerome Powell or the Fed wants to reverse their policies, Ultimately, like the Bank of England, we think there's an increasing chance that they may be forced to reverse their policies. In that situation, the the macro portfolio is set up very well to, to outperform under those conditions.
0: Yeah, it sounds like, uh, I mean, you kind of answered my next question there, but it seems like this is uh, changing a transition from the rate blowout that we've seen to now like a full-on recessionary type of approach, or you've got the credit exposure for deterioration there, bonds firming up. So the assumption, though, here is that we will see Treasuries take on that safety trade again in a more serious economic downtrend. Um, and that, uh, I guess, is there also a, maybe an inflation call in there too, or is it just uh, calling the bluff of the Fed that they won't be able to to keep jacking up rates if the economy does uh, hit the skids
1: so i think it's important to separate inflation into two separate dynamics one is the backwards looking component on what are called the flexible prices these are things like gasoline commodity prices etc those have already begun to retreat significantly the Components in the PC and the CPI that are referred to as the sticky components or that are the slow moving components, things like owner's equivalent rent or rental of properties, the Fed's metrics there are hopelessly backward looking. And so you heard everyone complain a year ago about the fact that the rental metrics or the shelter metrics did not accurately reflect the inflation that was occurring then. That was simply a matter of construction. And of course, today, it's increasingly reflecting an outlook of something that happened 12 to 15 months ago. It's a terrible way to make policy. It's the choice that they've made. Um, And uh, honestly, we think it's uh, up to us to take advantage of it. If we look at things like the housing sector, which historically has been the, the economic cycle, we're seeing a deterioration, and I'm sure all of your viewers can see it firsthand, that is near a record pace, approaching the levels that we saw in 2007, 2008, well after we'd already seen the mortgage finance bubble break. We're hearing of home builders that are beginning to abandon permits, that are beginning to shut down on homes that are already in construction, basically wrapping them up and saying, we're not even gonna try to put them on the market. What seems to be missing from the Fed's analysis is the lagging nature of the employment component. We have a record number of homes under construction, largely tied to the delays that uh, we had in terms of the construction cycle in the last two years. As those wrap up, we're seeing permits plummet. And as I mentioned, we're already seeing home builders start to aggressively pull in their horns. That's inevitably going to lead to an increase in unemployment and what we think is, is an inevitable recession at this point.
0: Okay, I'm well, looking forward to uh, watching it develop and uh, continuing the conversation with you, Mike. Thanks for the thoughts and the explanation on how the fund works.
1: Absolutely. Thank you very much. Yep. Sure
0: thing. Mike Green, chief strategist, would simplify a bit of a uh, bearish take on the outlook and the forced hand from the Fed that will have to turn around.